chapter, verse number 17. Good to see these young men over here. God bless you for coming. God bless you. Such a privilege to have you. Amen. 74th chapter of the book of Psalms and reading one verse of scripture here. Verse number 17. Thou shalt set all the borders of the earth. Thou hast made summer and winter. In the book of Mark, 13th chapter, it tells us a few words that 25 years ago the Lord spoke to me about this particular verse of Scripture. I've preached it, but not in the way that I want to preach it tonight. Verse number 18 in the 13th chapter of the book of St. Mark. Pray that your flight be not in winter. And I've always used this thought, come, Lord, before winter. Come before coldness sets my heart, my soul. Winter time is, um, is a time that, oh, we like Christmas time and celebrating the holidays and stuff like that, but it's cold, very cold, very cold, very cold. And it's, uh, it's a time that you like to see it, but you don't want too much of it. Winter time. Master, we ask you, Lord, to talk to our hearts tonight, Lord, we pray. Speak to us, Lord, in a special way, and we'll humbly pray to give you all the love and the glory. In Jesus' name, everyone say amen. You can be seated. I'm going to say some things tonight that you probably won't like, and... That's uh, very normal, very normal of doing these things. But I want to turn to the book of Timothy, Second Timothy. Read a couple of verses of scripture here. Second Timothy, the, the fourth chapter, turn to verse number 19. I'm sorry, starting with verse number 19, verse number 19. Paul, in his way of prison toward Rome, he spoke of the prison that he was in. He spoke of the, the things that actually was going on. But he wrote... Timothy a letter and he said Timothy he said I want you to do something for me he said verse number 10 says for demons has forsaken me having loved this present world and is departed to Thessalonica Titus unto Demetrius only Luke is with me he was speaking of the end time that demons did not like the the prison atmosphere that was there and the coldness of the winter that was there because he said on down he goes into the same chapter chapter number four and verse number verse number chapter number four verse number 13 she had the cloak that I left with Tyrus with Corpus and now comest with the bring it with the the books and 
especially the parchments and my coat. He was, he was probably chilling in the prison house that he was at. And he wanted a specific coat that he had that I like to look at it this way. I feel like really what it was was the coat of, that he'd worn during persecution, beatings, and stoning. And he wanted to remember the days of, of the early days of his life, of the ministry, where he was persecuted for the name of the Lord. My history in Pentecost goes way back. I remember when they, the old tent meetings that we used to have, that it was nothing to see a tomato come through the crowd, nothing to see someone walk by or drive by and swear and curse and try to degrade which the church service was trying to have. Every year was the common thing to have a tent revival in the days of old, and Elder Brother Gamblin would come and preach for us, and others, Brother Welch, and a few others that would come to that particular part of the country. And strange things happened. Very strange things happened. Old time Pentecost. I remember we, the church began to grow, and they bought a building on the corner of Fourth Avenue. On the corner was a beautiful brick building on the outside, but the crowd became so large that they began to take the petitions out of the inside of the building. I remember, even I can see them in my memory, in my mind, that the ceiling was swagging in the middle, and finally they condemned the building. It was unsafe to have church in, but they were crowds become become enormous. Strange things happen in the old time Pentecostal church. I remember the protection and the love for the church is was quite unusual. I remember I was in the in the health club one time many many years ago in Jackson. Governor Ross Barnett would come up there and we we'd talk for a while and he said uh, told my pastor, he said, Preacher said, I saved your little problem. And uh, Brother Kraft said, how was that? He said, well, he said, you had a lawsuit come against the church. And he said, uh, you all gave a party for someone that, uh, for a benefit for a wedding party, and one of the glasses got broke, and the person's face was cut, and so they sued the church for the cutting of the face. He said, uh, but he said, I took care of that problem for you, Pastor. Said, uh, said, I just threw it away. He said, I didn't want you to be bothered with mess like that, stuff like that. The church was highly protected, and people loved the church and the ways of the church. Paul was saying to Timothy, he said, uh, I've got a coat that bears a lot of marks of history of scars and stonings and miracles of healings and Maybe he wore the coat tonight that the man fell out of the loft and prayed back through life to life. I do not know, but he had a coat that he wanted to wear. So he wrote Timothy for these particular things. Something else he wrote for was quite unusual was the books of, of uh, in other words, the governed books or the history books of maybe perhaps of patriarchs and so forth in the days of old. I do not know, but it's said parchment. He said, parchment, which is the word of God, that I must catch up in my reading of it. Strange thing that Paul would ask for these three things. That he wanted something to hold close to his heart and to his mind. So he asked for the Bible that he could read some more, which was very well said of Paul, of reaching for the Bible. The governing books, uh, 
It's hard for me to understand why he would want to read them, but he wanted them. But he wanted that coat that he could put on. He wanted a coat of memory, reminisce. I remember Ross Barnett said, he said, I took care of that. He said, it was, it was a lawsuit to the church. But he said, how foolish somebody would want to try to sue the church. He said, so I threw it away. I got rid of it for you. Just thought I'd do you a little favor, Pastor. He said, I thought you'd save you a little problem. But today it's, it's winter time and it's a different story. The church is different than what it used to be. In fact, it's hard to find a church on Sunday night that has church. And they like to water it down and make it more convenient for you to. I mean, that way you can go home and watch the Cowboys and listen to them and listen to the ball game and get your mind off of church and be all ready to go to work for Caesar the next day and get everything all put together. Paul was waiting for that coat and how beautiful it was that when he, I, I can see him now as he put the coat on, he said, yeah, this is it. This is the one I used to wear. See these marks on it? See, this is where I was beaten many times because of this coat, because of what I preached. You know, it's strange what we suffer for, the truth of God and the ways of the Lord. And so he said, come before winter because I can surely use this coat before winter time comes. This was the desire of, of Paul as he began to write unto Timothy. Winter time is an unusual time. It's a time of life and season, the season of life. Summer life is where the flowers bloom and fruit is produced on the trees and and we love to see it coming and it's coming now as far as we're in the season of the summer. And uh, we uh, we learn a lot of things and it happens this way. But in winter, days are shorter and it, uh, it uh, seems like we're shut up and it's hard for us to gather around and because the days go so quickly. True, another thing, too, is when you become older, I notice that the days seem to be shorter, although they're not shorter, but they're still 24 hours, but yet time seems like it slips by so quickly. It seems to be shorter. And uh, But wintertime is a time that we prepare. We buy our coats and gloves and cough drops and, and cover our water faucets and make sure that everything is protected for wintertime. But what about our soul? Is our soul protected for wintertime? Is our soul, we want to die, and, and I've always prayed, said, Lord, when it's time for me to go, I wanted to go in the summertime where the spring flowers and so forth. In other words, the, the joy that I had in the days of young, that'd be re, re, reworked again. I remember seeing a man one time got very bitter in the church because there was a vote going on for a pastor, and he didn't get who he wanted to vote, and so they put someone else in besides what he wanted, and he got very bitter, and in fact, he died very bitter. Wintertime had set in his soul. And so here we find that it's like in this church, when wintertime comes, well, we go to extra expense to make sure that the protection of all the, the water pipes, the sprinkler pipes and so forth is protected because of the, the coldness, because of the freeze, this place would flood. So an extra protection. It should be extra protection in our life when wintertime begins to come for our soul. And so we begin to protect ourselves and the things that are around us at the time of winter. Stay with me for a while. He made everything beautiful in his time. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes in the third chapter, 
I want to read a few verses of scripture here. It said the first verse says, Everything there is a season, time and every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted, time to kill, and a time to heal, and a time to break down, and a time to build up, time to weep, and a time to laugh, and a time to mourn, and a time to dance. And time to cast away stones and time to gather stones toward time to embrace and time to refrain from embracing time to get and time to lose and time to keep and time to cast away a time to rent and a time to sow a time to keep silent and a time to speak time to love and a time to hate time of war and a time of peace he speaks of the different seasons of life when we're young time seems like it's so slow for us together that particular time. I remember when I was in high school, I couldn't wait till I graduated where I could get a job and get a good job and go to work and have me a nice new automobile and have the thing that the world had. But the young time is when we wish and desire for things that may be the impossible to have. Summertime is a time that productivity and work and schedules of life and try to obtain and work hard and to obtain it which we need in the fall is a time that someone says look I've got a gray hair in my head another fellow says well look at mine mine's solid gray winter set in my life winter time is a little different you know arthritis becomes very popular in our life bones creaking and squeaking become very quality in our life it becomes a part of it because wintertime is set in. But it's so sad when wintertime sets into the church. What I want to preach about tonight is when wintertime sets in the church, things that impossible seem like it breathes into our life to destroy that which God has put into our life and heart. Let's lift our hands and love the Lord. watered-down messages that we hear from the pulpit. Afraiding, afraid we're going to assume or to hurt someone or to destroy someone. And so wintertime has come to the church. It's a shame to so many preachers feel like to preach holiness or the ways of holiness, the things of the Lord. We try to keep ourselves ready for winter, afraid not to hurt anyone or to scold anyone. But the church is the unusual factor of God. Very unusual. I guess the reason why I'm preaching what I'm preaching tonight is because of several things that yesterday I was at my desk and I spent a long, long time there. And as I was sitting there, the road of reminisce of the days of yesterday began to twirl over in my mind and heart. I remember preaching for a man in the state of Mississippi, quite unusual. And this is what stirred me to preach what I'm preaching tonight. I remember preaching for the young man, and he said, let me tell you a story, Brother Davis. He said, uh, I had a man come out to my house and pest man to spray for bugs and roaches and termites, check for termites and stuff in the house. Want to make sure everything was fine. After he'd sprayed the house and worked with the house for quite some time, he said, I brought him into my office, or I brought him to a place where I could talk to him about the Lord. He said, uh, I want to talk to you about the Lord and invite you to church. 
The young man said, what church? He said, this one right here, the one I pastored. He said, uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. I have no desire to go to that church. He said, the pastor said, well, why? Why wouldn't you want to go? He said, my grandpa used to be pastor of that church. If I remember the story right, he said, my grandpa was a pastor for several years. But he said, one day, he said, the deacon board got mad and said, we want to meet you behind the church. So he said, he went back there and he said, I was just a little fella back then. He said, I watched him beat my grandpa almost to death. They beat him and beat him unreckonable. He said, he said, I said, no, thank you. If that's the way the church is, I want no part of it whatsoever. How a person that could let wintertime seep into their soul to do something like that is all I, I can't understand it within myself. To persecute or to hurt the preacher or the church, try to destroy which God has planted in the heavens above in the book of life. Hard for me to understand. But wintertime is a time that it's, it's, it's different. It's, you know, it's, it's soup time. It's vegetable soup time. It's, uh, Onion soup time. It's uh, different kinds of soup to eat in the wintertime. It's just, you don't have that, that real strong appetite to eat like you ordinary eat. Wintertime comes to the church when, you know, the Word of God just doesn't have the effect upon you as you used to have. and doesn't bother you like it used to bother you. Or, or I remember reading books of old of men of God that preached and the power of God fell so strong that it... it it spread throughout the streets and of the city. I remember preaching in Vicksburg many years ago and uh, over, over in the old church, in the old church. I never was in the new church there, but in the old church. I remember my pastor was preaching there one night. He said, the Holy Ghost is moving in this place. He said, it's going out the door, down the street, down to the docks of the river. He said, it's going everywhere for the Spirit of God is going now. And people looked at him and said, yeah. But we went out to get a bite to eat. Brother Marcus was pastor there then. We come back to the church to let him get his car, Brother Marcus's car. And Brother Marcus said, who is that man on the front door of the church? I must find out. It was pouring rain down. I mean, it was raining like the old story, cats and dogs. I mean, it was raining and he got a hold of the man. He said, can I help you? I'm pastor here. He said, yes, you can. He said, I was on the ship down on the Mississippi River. And he said, all of a sudden, he said, something got a hold of me. He said, I got to find a church. He said, I used to know God, but I don't know him no longer. He said, I need God. He said, I'm looking for a place to pray. He said, I want to pray back through to the Holy Ghost. He had walked probably two miles up the street where the church was at from the dock where he was at to find what the man of God had said the spirit of the Lord is going out under the doors down the street and up and up and down the river but no one really believed it but we have the spirit that I just don't know whether God's going to do it or not I don't know whether God's going to heal or not I don't know whether he's going to fill tonight with the Holy Ghost or not the church is not like it used to be because wintertime is sent into the church. Oh, my God, shake ourselves. Bring us back to the altar. 
Wash the outside of the cup as well as the inside of the cup. Get our heart out of the world. Get our soul out of the world. Give us something that's real. You can be seated. Oh, things don't happen like that. Let me tell you a few stories. It began, I began to reminisce about, I could tell you the name of the city, the church. Evangelist told me, he said, I was preaching there. The man said, we'd have a great revival. He said, one Sunday morning, I got up and took my text. And he said, when I looked over the congregation, he said, it didn't look too good. I preached my heart out. He said, the men in the church got so mad at each other. He said, they went outside the front of the church and paired off and fought one another outside of the church. What has happened to the church? Where's the tenderness of heart? Where's the breaking of the spirit? Our heart is so set on a job. More money, more money, more money. Got to have more money. Got to do this, got to do that. Got to buy this, got to buy that. My God, we need to fall at the altar and say, take it out, Lord. Get winter out. Let me feel your spirit like I used to feel you in the days of old. Let's lift our hands and love the Lord. He said they literally fought. I remember buying a car in 1973, a brand new old the one I come over here in when I tried out for this church. I went to the owner dealership there in Mississippi and I said, he said, the salesman said, you're Brother Davis, aren't you? And I said, yes, sir. Where are you pastor And I told him where I pastored. He said, how's things going? I said, fine. He said, fine. You mean that church is doing fine? I said, yes, sir. He said, is so-and-so going there? And I said, no. He asked me a few questions. He said, I used to pastor that church. He said, they got so mad at me. He said, they took and shook their fist in my face and said, Step outside and let me talk to you for a while. Wintertime in the church house. Wintertime. No more feeling I'm nobody. He's everything. Wintertime has crept in into the church. You say, preacher, why are you preaching this? I don't know why I'm preaching this. I have no one in particular in mind. But what I'm saying is the church needs to be like it used to be. I've seen them run to the altar. I've seen them crawl to the altar. I've seen them cry out, Oh my God, my God, my God, be merciful unto me, O oh Lord. Wash me my sins. Take away the, the things that's in my life. Give me that which I need from you, O oh Lord. You say, but that's somewhere else. We have a history here too, I'll tell you right now. It's not all that pure and clean either. Hallelujah. There's people that would destroy, would love to destroy this church, but it's not going to be destroyed because God is in this church. God still speaks to this church. God still blesses this church. God still got his hand on this church. He's got his hand on the pastor of this church. God's got his hand in it, and there's nobody can take it out of the hands of God. You can or nobody else can. 
I come to preach to you tonight. I'm telling you, there's a God that loves us. Glory. Somebody shout glory. glory. I'm tired of a dead church. I want to see some miracles. I want to see some glory fall. Come out of the winter coat take it, and let's have summer in the spirit. Like the man said after his grandpa was beat very severely, he said, you can be seated. He said, you can have your church. You can have your church. Nope. The marks of a dead church is so great. We feel like if we can change the, the speaker of the church, all things will change. But the bugs and the lice and the dirt and the fleas and everything still in the church is like it always was. Glory. Glory. God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. Many years ago, about 15 years ago, there were two men that got into a fist fight out here in our parking lot. One hit the other one and laid him out. But you know what the sad thing of it was? A little boy standing there said, so this is what church is all about. This is what church is all about. Neither one of them actually was in the church, but they connected himself to the church. But he said, this is what church is all about. What kind of bad memories have you got? Wash it from your mind, get rid of it, destroy it. Anyone tries to try to destroy the church, you say, shut your mouth. That's the place where I go to church. That's the place where I find my food from God and you're not gonna destroy it or take it away. Winter time is to the church. God's hand is in the church and you're not going to destroy it and nobody's going to destroy it because his hand is in the church. So that's church. So that's the way church is all about. Yeah, you can be seated. All we've got is negative thinking negative thoughts negative ways but God said it's time to change it's time to change to take this winter coat off of ourselves and get right down to it and said that's my love I search my heart every day ask God to help me strengthen me see when you see negative things he says winter time's coming I want you to look at some things here and the Bible in the book of Mark tells us, said, pray that your flight be not in winter. Pray that your flight be not in winter. Because if it's winter time, the coldness of the world is crept in. You ever feel of a dead body? It's cold, clammy. Cold and clammy. Winter time is set in. Can you sit there and not feel nothing? I sat in the church for almost a year, praying that God would touch me, that I could feel the Holy Ghost. Because I used to be, as a small child, I went to church with mother and dad. But I felt him deeply then. But as years went on, I, I couldn't feel him like I needed to feel him. In fact, almost one year I sat there, 
I plead with God. I said, let me feel the touch of you. Let me feel the drawing power to the altar. And finally, I said, Lord, let me die until I can feel what I need to feel from you. I never felt the drawing power to go to the altar when I got the Holy Ghost. I made up my mind that I wanted to break that spirit that was within me in order to receive it. Wintertime had set in. People had talked to me about the Lord, the things of the Lord. It didn't bother me. It didn't touch me whatsoever. It wasn't until I made up my mind that I had to have him. I had to love him deeply or to receive it. And so he said, pray that your flight be not in wintertime. How sad it would be to die being around a Pentecostal church, living your life in a Pentecostal church, and not being able to feel him. Come, Lord, before winter. Let me, let me put the coat back on that Paul was talking about. Let me put it back on where I can feel your presence and your love. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to several people in this building tonight. All you can think about is money, 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 money. But your money's going to rot with you. I promise you. God has a way of taking everything that you ever obtain. All it takes is about two days in the hospital and about $18,000 bill. Take your knock you flat so quickly it's pitiful. Lord, come before winter. I'm, I'm not going to preach long tonight, but come before winter. Come, Lord, before winter. No respect for the house of God. No respect for the things of God. No respect for the preacher, the pastor. He's just a man. Yeah, he's a man, but he's anointed man it's different come before winter you know it's so sad to, a friend of mine Jackson I uh, saw his wife at dedication of the new church and I said where's your husband at he said uh, he's home I said tell him I want to see him would you she said I'll tell him to be here tomorrow night where you'll be the last night you'll be here so I'll, I'll tell him to be here he came to church the next night and why don't you stick around a while let me pray for you no he said I, I gotta go he said I really do I gotta go I hadn't got time to stay I gotta go winter time is said winter time is sitting in a lot of your hearts prayer meeting is not the important thing to do in your life as long as you can make it five ten minutes before it's over with without you feel that's sufficient winter time is set in you find a place in, in your home and weep and travail before God and life is different when summertime is near. Remember when I first got the Holy Ghost, I couldn't set the book down. I read 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning, got up at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning. I just couldn't get enough of it. But as you get older, you know, you say, well, I'll, I'll get it later on. I'll read later on. And wintertime begins to set in. Coldness begins to set in. Easy to give somebody a piece of your mind. I found out I need all my mind of God. Let me ask you a question. What's the church mean to you now? What's the popularity of it? He was born and raised him as a small child. Love the church. Remember, as I parted in the days of young man, I remember driving by the old home place, church. 
seen the master with a big leather building with a cane in his hand with a shepherd. I would look out of my convertible automobile and knew when I had and I'd look at it and two or three o'clock in the morning and I start to cry and I said, someday I know where to go. Someday I'll make it right. Remember after my first wife died, I'd be driving along and I'd hear a voice saying, son, son, don't get yourself in a place where you can't get right with me. You're not living right. Don't get yourself in a place you can't get right with me. See, the devil was fighting for my soul. He wanted wintertime to come in. He wanted to destroy it once and for all. Tonight, he's working with some of you tonight, saying, there's no need to pray. There's no need to wash my mind, my heart, my soul. There's no need of all of that. Winter has come in. Winter has come in. Shall we lift our hands and love the Lord together? Sister Mills, would you come? The respect and the honor of the church to the world is zero. I never heard of a, a lawsuit in, in the days of old that everyone feared the church. But it's not hard to act like you want to and talk about it and run it down. Just like there used to be a man come here. He told around, he said, yeah, Brother Davis just buys this and buys that and buys everything. said, it's not his money in the first place. But I never bought anything that wasn't useful or the purpose was for the church. But wintertime had set in his heart. Wintertime had come. The drawing spirit was gone. The feeling of pulling was not there any longer. Tears don't come any longer. It just, they dried up. No longer. Wintertime. All we think of is pleasure. Weekend fun. Place to go. No need for this. No need for that. Winter has come in the church. Let's bow our heads and pray. Winter time. Winter time. Some of you sit in a chair so much in this building that you can shut off like I was. It didn't matter what a preacher preached about. It didn't bother me any longer. I realized the winter was sitting in my soul. I need to do something about it before life was over with. Come, Lord, before winter. Take me into the joy of your spirit. Don't let, don't let winter time come to my soul. Let me have the love that I need to have for your people. These altars is open. Winter time. Winter time.
there's one man who used to come to this church. He said, I would have God that the buildings would burn. Wintertime. Wintertime. He said, in the soul of a man shall we come.